Uh, how's it going, Mark? It's going great. It's nice glad, to be here. Yeah, glad to have you on here. You know, it's last minute. I just was like, all right, I need to record a podcast. I haven't recorded one in a while, so I'm just going to like see if there's anyone available to talk with right now on Twitter, and you were one of the first to reply, so glad to have you jump on. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm a long-time listener, so like when I saw the opportunity, I said, Hell yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm recording my own podcast in a few hours, I figured it doesn't matter. I could postpone that one. Well, yeah, this could be a warm up for that one um, <laughs> exactly. so that you're ready to go. Uh, no, it, it is always cool to kind of match uh, like a, an actual face and a voice with the people that you see around on Twitter. Because I've, I've seen you on Twitter here and there. Um, you know, and there's, there's a lot of people building cool stuff on Twitter. So it's, it's cool to finally be able to like jump on a podcast and, and really hear more of the details, hear the story. Um, and so hopefully that's interesting for the listeners as well, to kind of dig into a builder, what you're doing and, and, uh, yeah, just, I think we can all learn from it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to kind of jump into kind of your experience with everything. Uh, so yeah, tell us a little bit about kind of what you're up to, what you're building. Um, I saw you you have a kind of a couple of things going. Power Importer, you have a podcast. Uh, you I thought this was pretty interesting. Just a couple of days ago, you like started a new little like project where you're kind of really challenging yourself to make something in two months. Um, reach a thousand MRR and only work on it two hours a day, but you're not telling anybody what it is. Um, so any, anyways, I thought that was a pretty interesting idea. So I'm, I definitely want to hear more about that and, and hopefully you can share as much as you're able to about it without, you know, spoiling the idea. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Just tell us a little bit about kind of how you got into this and what you're up to. Yeah, sure. My, um, I'm a software developer, so I've, you know, I've been working I was working for startups and eventually that startup went public and grew really big until it was like a, a corporate grind and I just had to get out. <laughs> and, and you know, having read like Start Small, Stay Small by Rob Walling and the four-hour work week, I was like, that's it. I need to try this indie hacker thing. So I quit my job in 2011 and uh, I haven't worked since. Like it's been, oh, well, it's been going really ago. well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, at the so beginning, I, I was. Uh, you're really good at this, then. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I don't know if we can go that far yet. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, at the beginning, I was building in private, <laughs> so the uh, the opposite of what you're doing, uh, because my dream was like, oh yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just going to build these things, and they're going to be passive income, and then I'm just going to spend time with my kids, and you know, so. I had some early success, uh, but I was always just raw and profitable. And but, but I did get to spend time with my kids and travel, and so that was great. But uh, since the pandemic, I've been yeah. more like, nah, I need to try this building public thing, and uh, that's when I started mm-hmm. Power Importer. And okay, cool. How have you enjoyed the the building in public kind of thing versus? you know, just in your basement, no one knows what you're building, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it's great because I was, I was really feeling lonely. Like, you know, there was, there was no one else in my circles that was doing this. And uh, when you talk to people, they have no idea what you're doing. W- what do you mean? This is an internet business? Like, what do you, uh, what do you do? Build websites for people? It's like, no, 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 this is, this is SaaS or there's no way to explain it to, to my friends. 
Mm-hmm. So building a public allows you to meet all these other people that are doing the same thing and you feel like uh, I'm part of a community. Like I have like coworkers, even though I'm, I'm a solo founder. Right. Yeah, I feel like it allows you to actually, you know, build something by yourself. Like I think that's one of the main benefits of having a co-founder is like you have someone to talk to about it, go through like the problems and issues um, and you're not just like alone um, where, you know, a lot of indie hackers are trying to build stuff on their own and kind of the building public, the community on Twitter, IndieHackers.com, different places like that. You can find people where, you know, maybe you don't have a co-founder, but you still have people that are willing to kind of talk with you. Um, maybe they, you know, they, they understand what you're going through more, which I think definitely helps um, instead of just going it alone. Um, so, yeah, how's that? You know, once you start doing that, you start working on Power Importer. How yeah, how things been going? Yeah, Power Importer's been doing really great. Um, it's the first time that I built something B two B, and oh my god, it it was so much easier to grow. Like it was, you know, I identified a problem. So the problem was that people were using Webflow to build websites, but and trying to like use Airtable as a backend, but then they have to to do a bunch of spaghetti code with Zapier to try to, to like keep the two in sync. So, and everyone was doing the exact same thing, uh, just building it all from scratch, using Zapier to connect it all. So I, I, I just thought, well, someone should just build a turnkey solution that just does the syncing for you. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do all those edge yeah. cases. And it, yeah, it really resonated cool. with people. So it sounds like it has, uh, I was just saying, it, it sounds like it has some similarities to Potion in some ways uh, with the the website kind of building kind of stuff, syncing to content. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. That, that's why I've been following your story because, yeah, there's so much there's so much in common. You know, it's a no-code tool, so it's non-technical people are using it. Uh, there's so many variety, so much variety in what they build with it. So you're always discovering new new use cases. Yeah. That's cool. So does like in the Webflow side of things, is this like just like an embed where it, it's kind of like Airtable data and you're kind of doing that syncing or are you like creating like new um, HTML blocks that are being added to Webflow somehow? No, there's, there's nothing to embed in the Webflow site because Webflow has its own CMS. So it allows you to like, to enter data in, in this database and then they will generate like pretty much like a static HTML page for each record in your database. So it's all like, you know, it's, it loads up really fast. It's all static. Uh, but the problem is if you have a lot of data and you're trying to manage it all in the CMS, um, it's it becomes complicated. The, the more data you have, the more relationships you have between tables, it, uh, it becomes quite a mess to manage manually. So people prefer to use a tool like Airtable, so they can they can have formulas to generate values. They can uh, it's it's a lot easier to create forms and share it with people to add data to it. So that's that's what they yeah. prefer as a backend. But then you gotta you know you gotta create a record in the CMS for each record you have in Airtable, and that's where the problem was. It just becomes a mess. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and that's, you know, that's definitely a problem that people want to solve. Like that's part of the problem that Potion solves too. Like people don't want to write content in like the 
website builder CMS kind of stuff itself because that's not where they live every day, right? Like they're they live in Airtable, Notion, these other tools, their note taking kind of tools. That's where they like writing. Um, so yeah, that's it's an interesting problem to solve. I'm curious with yours, like how are you matching up, like linking up the different like pages of the Webflow website, different uh, parts of like that CMS, how do you connect that to the parts in Airtable so that they know like I add this content here in Airtable, it will link up to this certain page or this certain part of the, the site? Well, they, they, when they log into Power Importer, they, they map their Airtable fields like to their Webflow CMS fields. So it's like a one-for-one -one relationship. If they have a blog, uh, table in the CMS and a category table, they would do build the same thing in Airtable. And then, then since they've mapped all the fields, I just make sure that everything stays in sync. So I detect what has changed since the last time you synced, and then I update only what has changed. So they, they, that's the only time that they have to say where their Airtable data should go. The rest of the time, they're, they're just designing in Webflow. So they're using the Webflow CMS to, to do their design. Uh, it, yep. which is what they prefer this is right right that makes sense okay cool so uh you've been working on this for how long now since summer of 2020 okay yeah that's a good amount of time uh so is this kind of like i guess how how open are you with your numbers and public with that like is this your full-time thing now and it, it it pays the bills and stuff like that yeah it's it reached ramen from profitability very quickly uh, but now it's making more so that I have money that I can reinvest in the business so it's it's doing really well uh, I haven't shared any numbers That's so awesome. so I was like building in public but uh, I didn't want to share numbers for some reason I don't know I felt like it's like sharing your salary it felt like a taboo I don't right. know. A, lot, a lot of people do it right. and, I, and it's great as a consumer to see it <laughs> but as a publisher I felt I don't know I wasn't comfortable doing it. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, th I think that makes sense. Like there's different levels of building in public and what you want to share, obviously. Um, so I think that makes sense. And I think there's definitely some negatives to it of, you know, like if you share numbers or share like, oh, things are going really well, like you'll, you'll start to get some copycats that will kind of pop up. Like I've even seen that myself with Potion where I've had some more people start pretty much competitors to it because they kind of seen that oh this seems like something that can work because it's kind of like i'm validating it publicly in yeah. front of them um but thankfully with that like i haven't had too many issues i don't think where like those competitors are are taking off it doesn't seem um but there's definitely more just names in the space um now um which makes it a little trickier with marketing and stuff um but yeah there's definitely pros and cons of it for sure was was Potion the first one like, in that space? No, so there was one other one that's really kind of the main one called Super. Maybe you've heard of them. Yeah. Um, they're pretty big. They're kind of my main competitor. And they started, uh, I think, probably around five months before Potion did. Um, but yeah, they were kind of the first one with the idea and the first one to the space. So. Right. Uh, so there's, the, there's really that many copycats that are below you like um yeah i mean 
it's hard to know. Like I'm not, I don't really follow it all. Like I think some of them have com- like come and go, um, you know, like they try and build something and then it doesn't work out or things like that. There's, there's been multiple that have tried doing similar things. And then there's a couple more that are still like around, um, as far as I know. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's not like there's a gazillion of them, maybe like five to eight now. Um, and some of those might not really be doing well, potentially. I don't, I don't really know how well they're all doing. (laughs) Right. So, but yeah, there's definitely some, uh, so it's definitely interesting. I have, I have one copycat Um, so far. Okay. Has that, how have you been doing, does that annoy you? Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it, it, it annoys me because they are a, a YC company <laughs> and they have two founders, oh, no. two developers, you know. So it's a bit like you versus super, right? It's like if you like David and Goliath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But I think, you know, I always try to look on the positive side of it. Like that does show that there is, you know, a need there. You're solving something. And in some ways... Like, especially if you can have like a, a, just like a product that works well and stuff, another competitor can kind of help do some of the marketing for you if they end up choosing you as well. Um, I don't know, it just makes more people know that there is a solution to that problem. And yeah, there may be a couple people that solve it, um, but there's just more knowledge of, oh, there is something here. And then they just choose one of them. So I don't know, there's, there's obviously, you know, there can be some benefits too to it as well maybe um uh yeah i but guess yeah, but in my, <laughs> in my case I, I was the first to market like this was i was the only one solving this problem and it was like i wanted it to stay that way <laughs> as long as possible and that's why when i was building in public i wasn't sharing numbers um, i was keeping th- some stuff secret and uh, now I, I almost don't post anything at all about Power and Porter because I feel like I'm I'm being watched. Yep. Yeah, I that has been hard for me too. Uh, I I definitely am not sharing as much about Potion as I used to, like in the early days. And it is kind of a weird feeling, like you're saying, like where you're feeling like you're being watched. I think also I feel like because I've kind of grown a bigger audience on Twitter now, you kind of feel like you have to have something like, really valuable and something to say. And I don't necessarily feel, I don't know, like once you kind of had your SaaS kind of working and it's kind of just going down that same road, like there isn't necessarily new things all the time that I'm like learning, figuring out that I think will be valuable for everybody else where, you know, in those first six months, it's like, you're just figuring out all this stuff, you're building it, you're you're deciding all these things. So there's just a lot more to share. And I think a lot more things that, you know, early on founders would benefit from where yeah now it's like you know just kind of optimizing things you know maybe adding some new features here and there um working on seo and stuff i don't know it's just it's harder to share some of that stuff um and then just feel like it's actually valuable for everybody and so in some ways maybe it's i'm putting pressure on myself that's i shouldn't be like like feeling like it has to be great things that i'm sharing or something and it doesn't really have to be but i don't know that's that's how i've kind of felt about that recently which makes it trickier yeah Um, i feel i feel the same way i mean that's why i started this new challenge because this was a clean slate i can build in public and uh and i and i'll i'll share all the numbers about it as i go along because 
because it's it's new and it's not you know i have another business now so it doesn't reveal too much about what's my take home and uh, it doesn't attract right. copycats for power importer yeah so you so you decided you know you already got power Porter going on you felt like you had enough time and that you could take on this new challenge well i most likely don't have enough time <laughs> Like there, there's so much stuff I should be doing on Power Importer, but I don't know about you, but sometimes I get this idea and I just can't get it out of my head. And it's all I think about when I'm in the shower, when I'm walking the dog. And it was getting yeah. that bad for, with this idea. Like it was just it's getting... It's a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, I need to do something. And my, my co-host on our podcast, like he, he's right now dedicating at least an hour a day working on his on side stuff like stuff for him and the rest of the time he's freelancing so i i I was jealous i was like i should do the same thing like i'll just take two hours every day and it's my time so i can do stuff that is not power importer and so that's why i'm I'm working on this stuff during that time yeah i i think that can make sense like obviously you know, it's less time that you're focusing on power importer, but I think it could be a personality thing. Cause I think I, maybe I struggle with that similar kind of thing where it's like, you feel like you can only focus on one thing for so long. And otherwise your time in that day is kind of wasted in some ways. Like once you kind of spent so much time on it, you're kind of, your brain's kind of like wanting to do something else. I feel like at least that's how I feel sometimes. Yep. And so if, if I didn't have anything else, I would probably just kind of be wasting that time anyways. And so then it's like, yeah, maybe it makes sense to start a small little thing or something like that. Um, so yeah, that could make sense. Cause yeah, I mean, that's, that's the kind of my problem too, is like, I'll, I'll think of things that I, I will other, you know, other things I want to build. And it, it is kind of a problem of like the grass always seems greener. Like there's, there could be some other thing you could be doing that is, could be more fun or it could be even better than your current business. And I think you also have to kind of watch out for those distractions too. But I think I think what you're saying could make sense that like, you know, if you have something that you've really been thinking about, you think it could be really good and you think it'd just be fun um, and, and almost like relaxing to build something else. Um, yeah, I say go for it. Exactly. Aren't we allowed to have fun too? <laughs> that was the point of doing this indie hacker, building your own business thing, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so what f- can you tell us about this, this challenge? Um, you know, like your what you're trying to do with it, how, you know, what's your goals and how you're going to achieve that? Yeah. So I'm, I gave myself this challenge, right? I'm going to build this new B2B SaaS from scratch, uh, with, without an audience, uh, bootstrapped, uh, just two hours a day and by myself. And, uh, so the, the idea was like, okay, this is an opportunity to really build in public. Um, first of all, this idea has been like, I've been obsessed with this idea, so that's why I'm doing it. But, uh, but also I, I want to prove to myself and to others that it can be done, right? Like, okay, now I have a Twitter following, but that, that's always the number one excuse people use. They say, oh, you need, you need to build an audience first before you can build something. So that's what they're doing now on Twitter. They're just sharing thought threads and uh, and just trying to build an audience and then they're going to build something so i just wanted to prove no you can do it without an audience if you identify a problem and 
find a solution for it, you know, you can have a, a viable B2B business. And that, that's what I did for Power Importer and it worked great. So I decided I'm going to do it again. Uh, but I'm being very stealth about it because I don't want anybody to say, oh, you used your audience. Like, that's why it, that's why it worked. So I'm not saying what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not sharing a link to it. I'm not saying what it's called. Uh, so I'm, yeah. and, and right now, my, my marketing strategy is, um, is cold emailing customers. So, okay. you know, I'm not, I'm not using my audience at all. Yeah, I think that is really interesting. Um, yeah, not using your audience and stuff because, you know, on Twitter, and that's, you know, most of the entrepreneurs and stuff we know are building on Twitter and sharing things on Twitter. Um, and that is kind of how they get their first users typically, I think, like it seems like, at least like in our bubble, like it is a bubble where like that's what our bubble knows, that's where our bubble hangs out, where like you're saying, like there's tons of other businesses that are happening outside of that there where they don't have an audience they don't have all these things and they're able to build a great business fine um and just nobody knows about it um and so yeah i think that is kind of cool to show uh so that's that's definitely a cool a cool challenge how like how do you feel about it like how optimistic are you that you'll be able to do this like that's that's a pretty good goal like in two months get to a thousand mrr um and kind of build it and stealth like that like what do you think your chances are well for, actually i said two thousand in two months <laughs> oh two thousand oh wow yeah. double that <laughs> i'm doubling down um i i'm feeling very confident like Right now I'm on day two, so like I just started. I I scraped a list of businesses uh, because you know I I I really had the problem and solution idea like in my head. So I mean maybe that is cheating a little bit. I'm, that's not part of the sixty days. So mm-hmm. now I'm just validating the problem and the solution. So I started cold emailing people, and already like I have a scheduled call. Like after cold emailing five people. I got two replies and one of them scheduled the call to talk about the solution. Wow, that's, that's pretty good. Those are pretty yeah. good percentages. No, exactly. I think I, mean, <laughs> I think that validates the problem and potentially the solution, right? So, so yeah, yeah. That, so it's it's going really well. And at first, when I threw those those revenue numbers around, I was I was imagining like a solution that's going to cost five hundred a month because you know it's b2b this is kind of like a solution that's going to give them superpowers that it will allow them to attract more clients and and maybe even charge more so but i haven't tested the pricing at all yet so right so i don't know you know because at 500 a piece i was imagining okay i just need four customers mm-hmm. so that's that should be easy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Right. laughs> yeah i mean that's pretty i mean that is pretty crazy like you know, because my business potion is in kind of more of the pro-consumer space. It's a lower-priced area. I'm guessing maybe Power Porter is is more in that direction too. I would guess, but yeah, I mean that is pretty crazy to think of SaaS businesses that can actually charge $500 a month. Like it is kind of a different thing where it's like you know you just need so you don't need that many customers and you got a, a profitable business that's doing well and. That is pretty crazy. I I feel like maybe I should go in that more more in that direction with just whatever I do next, or I mean even taking like potion in that direction. But I don't know. I always get a little bit scared of like 
the whole cold emailing selling kind of thing like that's just not something i've enjoyed as much in the past like i've tried that kind of thing in the past and i didn't really enjoy it so like how do you, how do you feel about that like the cold emailing doing more of the sales kind of stuff because you typically have to do more of that when you're doing like higher price points well so far the cold emailing is hard like i you know it was really easy to, to say this i'm going to do this challenge and the first step is i'm going to cold email and then I drafted the email, uh, identified a list of people I'm going to email, and then <laughs> clicking send took a long time. <laughs> it was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, I, it doesn't come naturally to me. Like you start having imposter syndrome and are they going to tell me to F off? Are they going to flag me as spam? And So yeah, it, it was scary, but uh, I did it anyways. And sure enough, like I got, I got positive feedback so far. So, so now I'm going to email a lot more people yeah yeah i i um yeah i don't i think it's probably probably a problem like i don't like being said no to and uh you're probably going to get a lot of that with cold emailing just because that's kind of the, the nature of it i would guess or, or even sales in general uh but that's kind of what i like about like just like a whole surf self-serve kind of SaaS is like you are technically being said no to when people come to your website and they leave and they don't like it or whatever but it doesn't they're not really saying no to me like it's all kind of just they come through and you just see the percentage of people that eventually start using your product and stuff like that like i don't know this it just seems it's easier on that front at least where you're not having to do all those sales kind of things um but yeah on the flip side like doing sales and stuff is definitely a good way to kind of get a business going and and get some some good customers and get people that are willing to pay more money and things like that um so I hope I hope that goes that goes well for you. Um, are you so are you are you uh, built like have you built the products at all? Or are you you're starting with just the sales basically, starting with the cold emailing, and then you'll start to build out a solution after that. Yeah, exactly. I have I, I didn't write anything at all yet. I didn't even buy a domain name, which is very rare for me. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I I have an idea of what the solution is, and I'm pretty confident I can I can build it so I'm pretty confident that you know when it's time to build it I, I could have an MVP very quickly but I'm purposely not starting that until I have some confirmation that people are willing to pay for this but okay. uh, I, for the record I'm not doing sales like I've, I've never done sales before like power importer sells itself you know it's like self-serve people people log in they try it and then when they want to use it, they upgrade to a paid plan. So like I don't do mm-hmm. any sales. In this case, uh, I'm hoping I won't have to do sales either. Like I'm, <laughs> my, my goal is to have, at one point I will have an MVP that they can just log in and try and it will just prove, you know, it will, it will prove that it works and then they, yeah. they just upgrade to a paid plan. That makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. I Do you have like, um, I mean, obviously you already kind of have your idea, but with just how you think about ideas and businesses that you want to build and stuff, do you have kind of like a framework of like, these are the things that I really want to have within my business and within my idea that I really care about. And then maybe on the opposite, like these are things I don't want to have, like, I don't want to have to do these kind of things. I don't want it to be in this, I don't know, maybe even markets or do you have kind of like a framework in your mind that you've kind of built out as you've, you know, as you've been building businesses? Yeah, yeah, actually, um, I definitely like B two B. Like it's so it's so much easier to get to get a company to pay for something. Like if it solves a problem, they 
they're, they're already spending money on to solve other problems. Like it, it's so much easier. Um, the other thing I look for is I'll, I'll, I try to start with a very niche down like market and solution. So like I'm looking like, like for power importer, it's like, it's only for people using Webflow. So yeah, in the future, it will be also for, you know, for people who are using Notion or people that are using even maybe Wix and Squarespace and any other website builder. But, uh, but for now, it's like, it's mm-hmm. all, you know, only for Webflow because it's a lot easier to, for positioning, for like messaging. It's like, it talks yeah. to the customer, right? Like you using Webflow, like this is your pain. You know, I will solve that pain. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's a good one. Any any other things that you think about? Um, like, is there like certain markets? Like, obviously, you're kind of in like the the well web builder kind of space, or um, you know, you're helping other kind of businesses um, build their products. Would you ever go like outside of that? Um, is there? Yeah. What are some of the other restrictions that you kind of make on yourself when when building a business? Yeah, the, definitely. I'm only considering SaaS. Like that. That's the only thing that interests me because that that's what I can build. So I'm confident I can build anything in SaaS. Um, and you know, it doesn't it doesn't require me to be on call twenty four seven or uh, yeah. turning my time to to money, right? Like doing manual stuff for customers, like an agency would. Like that. That doesn't interest me at all. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking for SaaS. That makes sense. Yeah, that doesn't require sales, but we'll see. I'm always up for the challenge. We'll see if this requires sales. Yep, yep. Well, and, and like you're saying, like it probably like it can make sense to do sales and stuff in the beginning just to kind of validate the idea and then you can kind of transform it to not be that way later, hopefully. Um, so yeah, I think that makes sense. I I think it's interesting with ideas and stuff where it's, you know, just like finding ideas that can work for a solo entrepreneur. Like, I think there's a a much smaller group of businesses and ideas that are are optimal for that. And so, yeah, having the restrictions on your kind of idea thinking to like fit something that fits, you know, you kind of has like that founder market fit um, and then also becomes the business that you want to build. Because I think... It's, I think it's kind of funny where like businesses can kind of turn into something that you didn't think it was going to be like, you know, as you're just trying to make a business that works, it's like you had this vision in your in your head of like, okay, it's going to look like this and it's going to be awesome and it's going to be pretty passive or whatever. And then it, it, it always kind of turns into something a little different. And I think the thing I try to think about or just to be careful with is that I don't create like a monster of a, of a business that like <laughs> I'm like a slave to, um, to where it's not fun anymore. And it's, it's like a, this hard thing that I didn't really want. Um, and so that's, I think that can be tricky, you know, especially with trying to make a business all on your own. Yeah. Like, what, what are your rules when you're thinking of a business? Um, <clears throat> Let's see. So, and that's the other thing is they kind of change a little bit too, just with like what I want to do or what I, I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, 
but especially with potion, I had a lot of rules based on kind of my prior experiences. Um, one of those was like the customer base. Like I knew I wanted to uh, serve other entrepreneurs uh, just because like I knew I enjoyed hanging around with other entrepreneurs and talking to them. So it just felt to me like, okay, that'd be awesome if I had a business where I was serving those kind of people and I got to hang out with those kind of people. Um, you know, I wanted it to be something where I was solving my own problem. So that was kind of a thing. Like I had to kind of have a, a deeper understanding of the problem just because it was my own kind of problem. Um, definitely had to be a SaaS. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, for Potion I had, I kind of had a rule where I wanted it to be some, an idea that that made sense for me to build in public and do kind of the building public thing that I did. Because I started building in public with kind of some of my earlier businesses and it didn't work that well just because the the problem I was solving just didn't really make like it wasn't something that other people really cared to follow and see and so I think that's where Potion made a lot of sense what with the building in public because it's a it's a project for you know it's a it's it's a service for other entrepreneurs and so you know it, it kind of lines up where it's like it, it's also valuable to people following a building public kind of story um, but then the service also is valuable to them as well so it just kind of lined up and so that was something that I was really looking for because I enjoyed the building and public stuff so much that I that, that's what I wanted to do and so I was trying to find like an idea that kind of matched that um, so that was kind of one of them um, yeah definitely didn't want to have to like do too much of salesy stuff and so that's where I kind of landed on kind of like a pro-consumer kind of space instead of straight like b2b where i'm serving I, I definitely serve some companies um but it's not like all like bigger businesses and stuff like that um and then the other one that i had uh, at least with potion was i wanted to build on top of a platform um kind of like what you're what you're saying with webflow um where yeah it just it, it makes it easier when you have a niche you have a platform that everyone is using and you're only serving the people that use that platform. Um, and I think that kind of helps you know who your customer is, helps you speak to them, kind of like you were saying. So that was another one of my restrictions as well. Um, so that was, you know, with Potion. Uh, nowadays, I don't know, I'm a little bit, uh, I've just kind of changed a little bit into what I want in some ways. Like, you know, I've, I've been exploring Web3 a bit, and so there's some ideas and things I, I would be interested in doing there someday, potentially. And that's kind of, I don't know, it feels like a completely different thing. Like, it might not even be SaaS in that realm. And so it would kind of be going into a different world, potentially. So I, I haven't really figured out all my restrictions um, on my idea and what I want it to look like completely yet, um, which could be a little scary. But I don't know. I'm not there yet, so I, I can think of that later i guess <laughs> okay uh, that, that's interesting like i i mean we almost have the same all the same uh, criterias like uh, but the big one that's different is scratching your own itch like i mm -hmm. for for both power importer and this new one like i'm i am not at all the the target audience like the mm, I, i've you know i've done i've done that in the past and i agree that it's a lot more fun when you're scratching your own itch because you don't have to talk to people. <laughs> you're there. I I know what I want, and you, you don't have to talk to people and start getting a an MVP out there right away. But mm -hmm. uh, and then then eventually you talk to people, you get new ideas. But but you always can imagine 
yeah, but am I going to use that? Is that something that makes sense? Right. As as for Power Importer, like I was not the user. Like I, I had a friend that was trying to build something with Webflow. That's how I got the idea. I, I, I knew nothing about no-code tools. Uh, I don't use them because I know how to code. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. There's definitely some benefits of it, but I think kind of what you're going to is is also kind of a thing I I, I think I do is um, I think one of the funnest things of like building businesses is just like learning new things. And so like going into a new market, using d- building something that you wouldn't even necessarily have used yourself, kind of allows you just like to learn a new a whole new sphere and understand it. And I think that's part of the fun of it. And um, I think that's also where it goes back to it could like it could be a problem uh, for me because it's like whatever I've learned in the past, like even like in a market and stuff, like you know maybe the most optimal smart thing to do would be to build another business in that space because you just like became an expert in that space, right? So now it's like all right, now I can do this other thing in that space. But me, I'm like, no, I want to I wanna throw all that away and I want to like jump into a whole new pond. And I, I don't know. I don't know why I feel like I, I like to do that. I mean, it's yeah, it's because I like to do the new learning stuff. But are, is that how you are or well as well? Like, is that kind of similar? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I love starting new stuff. And, you know, that's why I'm doing this challenge. Uh, I'm trying to time block it so that it doesn't take too much of my time. But like in five years, I would imagine myself like running a startup studio where that's all mm-hmm. I do is, is start up new ideas and then eventually like get a hire a CEO to grow it or get investors for it or or even spin it off completely. But someone yeah. else could do the growth. Like I'm I'm more interested in doing the starting. Yep, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's definitely kind of the the fun part right now. Um, yeah, I kind of imagine myself like building multiple things, um, but then maybe eventually like maturing a little bit to the point where I'm just like, uh, just owning a couple of different businesses and like just maintaining them and stuff. And maybe, you know, in my mind, I kind of like dream that that will be where I'm more like passive or more setting back and letting other people do the work and stuff instead of me just doing everything. But who knows if I'll actually uh, get to that, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Sometimes yeah. maybe we're just always going to be a builder and just want to build things. Um, but yeah, well, this was, this was fun. Any, any other, um, any other thoughts or things you wanted to talk about before we kind of end this one? No, not really. This, yeah, that, that was about it. Well, sweet. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing kind of how your two month challenge goes. Be sure to update us all on Twitter, you know, share, share things are going on, what's working, what's not. And, and that might be a challenge with uh, you not wanting to kind of share what the actual thing is. So that'll be interesting <laughs> to see how you do that. I know so far <laughs> I'm, I'm finding ways to describing it and what I'm doing. I mean, I'm hoping that I can, I can show by example, like, you know, how I'm going about it. And then you should be able to just replace the variables with your own, your own problem, your own solution. And, you know, th- mm-hmm. but use the same approach that I'm using. Like, anyways, we'll see if I'm successful or not. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. But uh, yeah, yep. if anybody wants to follow along, they should follow me on Twitter. It's Judo Hacker. And uh, yep. the, the pinned tweet is the beginning of that challenge. So like everything should be threaded there. Yep, sounds good. I'll, I'll put all the links to your different stuff, your podcast, Power Importer, um, all in the show notes. So listeners, you can go find those um, and follow along with, with what Mark's doing. Yeah, Mark, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll see everyone in a, another episode. Yeah, thanks for having me.